burger about FOMO, this? yes. Can you tell me more about this? Can you like describe? And then they answer all these questions, and I'm like, well, I'll have what I always have, so thanks. Okay, <laughs> all right. No, there was something we said for like a tried and true, I know I like this, I won't be let down. Can you tell that like that's what I fear most is like having a lesser than experience? Maybe a problem that I should be worried about. You are very much about the experience. <laughs> yeah. But this isn't about me. This is about Luke 16, right? Uh, we are uh, in, moving through Luke. And, and uh, I think we At took a rapid an speed. entire chapter this week. Big time. Uh, and no. so just to kind of like, just in case people miss the message, I just want to catch people up. Uh, he is talking about uh, justification. Uh, he's talking, he, he talks about this kind of parable about a... Uh, a man who is poor, has sores on his body, sitting outside the gate of a very rich man. Uh, and then the rich man, uh, they each die, but the poor man is the one who's in heaven. The rich man is the one who's in hell. And then he's talking about really, like, big, what's the meaning of life stuff, right? Like, what's the meaning of our existence, right? So want to first jump into this idea of justification. I think there were a lot of things that hit home in this idea of justification. Who wants to start? Well, I think one of the things that, that Matt pointed out on Sunday, which was uh, you know, a good reminder and convicting for me, when Jesus uses a parable, uh, the application is for us. It, you know, he's talking to, the, to people in a different time, in a different place, but it's, it's to us. And, um, and so sometimes I think we hear these stories and think, oh, that's nice. Uh, but there, no, there's, there's a real conviction here uh, for my life, for your life. And um, so this idea, okay, what do I take from uh, this parable of, it's kind of a, it's, it, it's unique in a lot of the parables of, of Jesus because he's not uh, talking about, uh, you know, using like an object or something. He's, he's, he names someone, which is kind of unique. Uh, you know, yeah, I think, I think Pastor Matt said that's the only parable yeah. where the, he actually uses a name for one of the characters. Usually it's a guy, or had two sons, or, you know, like, that's the only one that has a name, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and hell is involved, and, and so, like, there's some, some unique aspects to this, but uh, you, you mentioned the, the idea of, of justification, and you really see two different, um, uh, t two different ways of seeking to be justified, I think, in this passage, and, you know, the rich man um, obviously sought his justification in his wealth, and um, and in the, the, the temporary gratification, the self-gratification uh, that came from having the good life uh, right now. And, and as Jesus points out in the parable, um, he enjoyed that while he was alive, and then it, it, it all came to an end. Um, and then the, the, the poor man, um, while, you know, and, and I don't know that we went so much into the, the poor man's justification, and I don't know if that's uh, as much a point of this parable or not, but, um, but the, the poor man did not have, did not experience the, the, a lot of the good things that, that life offered, but he ended up gaining the, the greatest good, the ultimate good. So justification is not a common term found in our contemporary lexicon, but we are very, very familiar with the idea of justification because it's the thing that we're, we're going after. It's our if only, right? Uh, this will all have been worth it if I could only, and then all of it will be justified. All of the suffering, all of the toil, all of the work will have been justified as long as I accomplish whatever, right? So we're all, we all understand justification because 
that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're seeking meaning and purpose, uh, and like it's like this thing we're going after, right? This is going to justify all of my striving, all of my toil. So we're familiar, though it's not necessarily a word we use all the time. Yeah, I think he even said or used the phrase like earthly things, which I think of as like the things that won't transfer after this life, right? Like the rich man was no longer rich. Like those things didn't matter. I was telling you that when I heard that sermon, I felt very convicted because I had had a busy week, a crazy week, and I was not seeking maybe my self-justification, but I was seeking justification from my husband, who's very good at that, just saying like, did you, did you tell me that you appreciated me, right? Like, I literally think I asked him to do that. Um, and then just listening to Pastor Matt thinking, wow, like, I was doing all these things saying, okay, fine, all this, all this craziness will be worth it. Like, if he just tells me how amazing I did. So I felt pretty convicted that that's, I was seeking his, right, not, I wasn't seeking God justification. I was seeking, like, his praise, his justification. Okay, I just <laughs> felt convicted by your conviction because... <laughs> Like, I'll do this. I'll get home, and, and I'll sit down on the couch, and I'll put my feet up, and I'll start to relax. And, like, relaxing is not a bad thing, right? But, like, if you heard my mind, my mind is, like, I'm so justified in sitting down and putting my feet up or right now. What we deserve. I worked hard. Yeah, like, I deserve this, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and the thing that, that I think uh, a lot of this passage is – getting at is the, the, the temporary nature of the things that we seek to find our justification in. Um, we, what, what we're after is that feeling, right, kind of that moment of um, I, I deserve what I'm getting right now or I, I've, I've, you know, I've earned something. And th- those are all temporary. Like and, and that's the that's what we see in this parable is is the rich man um, you know he received a lot in in his life he had everything that he could want um, but he he was he was seeking uh, basically he, he he sought to have all of this out of this lack of eternal perspective it, it was all about right now. What feels good? What uh, what what is the next thing that I that I need um, for myself to feel good about my life? To feel like I am doing the right things and and um, in the right place. And you you see this. It goes you know at the end of the parable when you know kind of the moral uh, of the story when when Jesus points out that he's he's seeing Lazarus in heaven. The rich man is in hell. Um, and, and Lazarus is in heaven, and, and the rich man is still, he, he's still only thinking about his own selfish needs and his temporary desires because he doesn't ask to be let out of hell. He doesn't, he doesn't respond with this repentance or this, I was wrong or I missed something. He says, I just want relief. I want Lazarus yeah, to send Lazarus, take a, a drop of water on his finger just to, to alleviate the, the anguish that I'm feeling, right? Like, he's still saying one more time, like, I'm so miserable, will somebody serve me? Uh, yeah, that's, that was such a fascinating point there. I think, like, you can, it's easy to hear a story like that and say, oh, but I'm not, I'm not like that guy, like, I don't, I don't act like that, you know, and 
not really think about the ways that we and he, like some of them are good things. He even was, he was saying like the things and the gifts that we want or we pursue are not the problem. It's like when we have put them like above God and he used some pretty hard examples of like when you're a mom, like do your kids justify you or your work? Like, and people put a lot into like their work and their jobs and their careers. But when those are the things that we're using to justify us, like which they seem like good things, providing for your family is an amazing blessing like from the Lord and it is like what we're called to do. But um, when we're pursuing those things, that's when they become not as good of things. Yeah, being a, being a parent is the most important thing that I will ever do or having well-behaved kids will be the, the thing that makes all of this uh, worth it, which, like, like you said, is not, is not a bad thing, but there actually is a higher calling to that. And then, and then Jesus says that uh, wh- what we, when we seek justification from men, it is an abomination to God. Like, those were big words. Like, the things that we would pursue to, to justify our existence, to be about what our big thing is, uh, anything that we pursue is an abomination to God. I mean, that's, those are, like, big, uh, big which, which is difficult, because, like you were pointing out, so many of these things are good things. Like, they're, they're um, God-ordained things that in, in the right order, in the right place, are healthy, but we, we disorder, you know, we, we, we put them in the wrong in the wrong priority, we we disorder these things, and um, yeah, that's you know that that word you know abomination. It feels like that's harsh, <laughs> um, but you know when Jesus is giving an example of uh, heaven and hell, that you see the stakes, and you see that uh, God God takes this very seriously. That our that our our justification placed in anything other than Him is going to lead to our ultimate demise. Like that, like what you're saying, that eternal perspective. He started it by saying, do you realize what you're saved from? And we look at those two options, like you have the opportunity to be saved from hell in order to like live with him in heaven. Like it really is like the two, that's what you're saved from if that's, if you are pursuing God. I, I appreciate so much the, the, the wisdom and insight that you guys bring. You guys are both so uh, organized and thoughtful in the way that you think about these things. I was wondering, and, and you could bring back any of the ideas that if you want to flesh those out, but I was wondering, uh, like you said, Ryan, that, that when, when Jesus tells a parable, what's incredibly powerful about a parable is, is, is you don't need the original like language and context. Like It's transferable. So you said... You said, when Jesus tells a parable, that's for us. That is applicable for us right now. So let's do that, right? What, what can be learned from this parable? What can be applied? And if I was, you know, maybe, maybe some of the people here on, on Sunday uh, after hearing that message uh, just is, is, are praying and saying, God, what should I put in my life as a result of of?" Uh, what I heard today in, from your word, from Luke 16, in this parable. Um, I don't know. You guys have thoughts about that? You got like, like a whole page of notes over there. <laughs> okay. Here's how I, I don't know. I think that I hear something like that, and at first I think, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I screwed up this week. That, that was really horrible. Like, apologize to my husband during the sermon. Literally did that. Um, and then I think my favorite part was when he got to the end and he was using those Isaiah verses, like no matter where you're at, however far you've gotten down this path of self-justification, like there is already justification for you. Like we get to repent. We get like 
the, the grace and mercy of Jesus to wash over wherever we're at. Um, and then we get to, you know, earnestly pursue him, which sounds overwhelming. And really, it just looks like every day taking up your cross, right? Daily taking up your cross and following him. And it, I don't think it's easy. I think it's, it's really hard for me to say sorry. It's really hard for me to say that I don't do things right. But when I say that, I feel so much freedom, and I say, wow, I guess it's not, it's not on me to be the perfect mom, and it's not on me to, because I can't justify myself, and any pursuit of me justifying myself will not end well. Um, I don't know. I have to remind myself of that, though. That's good stuff. There's a, there's a the perspective aspect to a, a parable like this, too, like thinking eternally um, that, that really shapes... Our, our idea of worship, I, I like to bring everything back to, to worship, you know, how we worship and what we worship. But um, if you think about this idea of someone living uh, from a place of self-justification, um, that, that really is, is you're, you're worshiping the now, and you're worshiping your, your own comfort, and you're worshiping your own experiences. Um, when, we, when we shift our worship to God, that helps realign that perspective, gives us this eternal uh, understanding that you, when we, we see who He is and we, and we open ourselves up to respond to Him in that, um, we, we, we realize kind of our need for Him, first of all, our inability to self-justify, um, and it takes our perspective off of ourselves, and, and, and He, he does this work of transforming us, and so he gives us that eternal perspective. And so we, we like like a rich man who who overlooked Lazarus, we start to see the 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 people around us and the situations around us more in the way that God would. I think I think that He uses this perspective shaping experience in worship, transforming the way we think, um, and and I think there's kind of a, a holistic uh, perspective shift that happens in there. So I've got a couple teenagers at home, and there is a lot of pressure, uh, or at least conversation, around, like, what am I going to do with my life? What will my life be about? Who, who am I? What, what will be my mark on the world? And those are kind of, like, identity kinds of questions. And it's almost, I, I think if I can just kind of extrapolate from both of you guys, it's the wrong question, right? It's the wrong question. What do I do is the wrong question uh, because we all want to know, like, what should I do? But wouldn't that be more justification work? And Jesus, I think, once again is saying it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. Like the end of Matt's sermon, like you were saying from Isaiah, that our justification is found in Christ. God says to Israel in Egypt, and reminded to us again in the book of Hebrews, God's promised us is, I will be your God and you will be my people. Okay? So resting in our identity that we are his, we are his people, we are his sons and we are his daughters, that is our justification. So here we are already justified, already justified because of the work of Jesus on the cross. We're in the family. We don't even have to be about the work of making our mark in the world being about the work of being about finding and having meaning and purpose in our lives, we're, we're, we start resting on the foundation about who I am. So it's not what do I do, it's who am I. Uh, and and there, there is our justification, not in what we do, but who we are.
He used that Micah 6-8 verse, which I think that people love to like quote and put on shirts and things. But And it says, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And so I think we've talked a lot, at least in this season, about humility and what that looks like. And it, it looks like it not being about you. It looks like it being about God, <laughs> which so, we're not saying that's easy. <laughs> yeah. So he, there we go. There's, there's your answer. What do you need to do? Stop. Stop doing it. Uh, recognize who you are in Christ. Uh, having, having an eternal perspective. Those are all, like, awesome, really helpful things. I think we could probably spend at least another 15 or 20 minutes we talking about We didn't even talk this, about hell, in, so we just got to stop there. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's hell. Too. Most people try to avoid talking <laughs> about true. hell. Not our uh, church. You know, is it, it's hot, but is it, <laughs> is it human? Uh, that was great. Did, did Matt actually say that he was going to see us in hell? I think. But I don't know. There that might have been an old His exact quote was, we'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get, oh, is that where you're going? Uh, yeah. Nobody's perfect. Even the best makes some slips of the tongue. Uh-huh. Milkshakes. Milkshakes.